one. Zach, what's going on, my guy? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Mr. Babs. Thank you. Thank you for coming, man. On yeah. uh, We, we kind of turned this around pretty quick here. We got it going in like two weeks, so I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, first time uh, being a true podcast guest with a setup anything close to this, but if there's one thing I know how to do, it's talk. Yeah, so, yeah. I should have, uh, I should have told you beforehand though not to wear that Vegas night shirt. I mean, goodness gracious, go coming bolts. in here. Go bolts. Yeah, they, wear that's, the shirt. That's the proper but thing. Very much go bolts always. We're all Lightning fans here. We're from Tampa, so you know how it is. I had to give you some a little bit of shit for no, it. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I respect it. I respect. I, I love. I actually love the Golden Knights logo, but just yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's okay. It's a good logo. It's okay. It's a good logo. You know, I'm, I I wear this shirt because. You know, it's my second home, and this shirt was given to me for free. So yeah, you, were, you were telling us before this, you lived in Vegas. Yes, Tampa, born and raised, always, but five years of my life, six years, I lived in Vegas during my middle school years, so it'll always be my second home. Pretty cool place okay. to call your second home when you got, you know, things like EDC over there and all kinds of other shit. So You were younger, though, when you were I was there. younger. I was a little boy, so now when I go back there as an adult, it's definitely interesting and seeing how far it's came and now you got all this shit like the sphere coming in so yeah, yeah. so wait, do you have friends that are still there that you like keep in touch with and see yeah very much so i have a lot of people over there that i will always hold pretty close to me and some of them over the years have even become ravers too and right i may or may not be spending a good chunk of base canyon with one of my friends from middle school so nice. you know i it just amazes me how this community connects me with random people man from all different parts of my life so that's like actually one of my favorite things about going to all these fests whether it's in florida or not yeah one of my favorite things by far is the same when like when you're when you get into the scene and you start meeting people at different festivals you start hanging with them you become good friends and obviously like there's always people you run into at every fest um i know you always have those people though that like you get their numbers and you always forget to talk and text you know yeah. what i mean like you're in the crowd you're all fucked up you're like oh my god <laughs> dude you're so cool and you guys forget to text but then there's some that stick right like yeah, you've yeah. got some that like you start to travel with outside they start start going to other events with that are out of the state or they yeah. come to your they come back to visit florida and stuff of that nature but it's cool to see how those friendships can evolve too like they started with music then you started traveling to go see music and then maybe now you travel to see everyone else you yeah. know one another or you travel out to do something else besides music now i'll it's definitely cool. agree the, the the people and just finding everyone that i love from years of doing this is actually become such a significant portion of like why i'll i'll send any given event and uh yeah, I actually have like made it a point, especially with ravers, when you're you know fucked up in the crowd like that, and you're trying to you know you have a great interaction with them or whatever. I'd rather get their Insta over phone numbers because right. you don't know who the hell you're talking. You don't even remember who that was. I think like if you follow them on Insta, that's like visually how you remember who you were talking to, and then you know whether you immediately, you know build that connection or not you can like see their lives and what events they're going to and be like hey shit i'll i'll be there too let's meet up and rage for a little while you know it's just like more personable i think and, and easier to really like have a stronger connection as opposed to just like the phone number you know no one really cares like if 
you know, mm-hmm. make it a point to text someone they only interacted with for like five minutes. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I get it. Uh, can you move your mic a bit closer? I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of give me, um, one of the things I will say, it does start to get hard when you start to meet too many people and there <laughs> are certain ones that you really have. keep. It is a good thing to have, but like, uh, it doesn't happen at every fest, of course, but certain festivals, it's like, all of a sudden you're like, crap, I don't know how I'm going to meet 30 people. Like, unless I can like I've coordinate where like having that. You know, unless I can coordinate where you're like, hey, let's all meet up for this set on this side or whatever. You know, like it's yeah, super hard to dude. get that going. You're absolutely right. And based off of exactly what you just said, I've had some points, especially at SMF and FK recently, where I'll have like multiple different squads all in, in my vicinity mm-hmm. during like this set that I've been fucking hyped for all weekend. And th- those like are really the moments where I just like, I, I zoom out a little bit. I just see how many people I got that I all fucking love around me. And then you got just banger after banger coming on. You're like, damn, this, this is it. This is why I'm here, man. This it's, is why uh, I'm here. I love it. It's fun when your rave squads start to meet. Yeah. Because you have different ones, it sounds like, right? And I yeah, have different ones absolutely. too. And it's fun when they start to meet and hang out and meet one another. And then it's also like a weird thing when some start hanging out more like you don't even organize it and they're like oh we're all camping together now and you're like yes, oh we're all yes. we're all hanging out now and it's like a cool thing to see right um so you it's, can't make one then they'll just yes kind of integrate yeah 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 it's somehow one another you start meeting up more and more and then those people become friends um one of our good friends or one of my good friends ryan is who i think of when that comes to mind he you know i've known him from college and it was like he was my college friend he had his group and like i would go visit them sometimes during a set yeah. next thing i know now he's like him and some of his friends were fully like we just camped at okachobee we just went to yep, fk yep. all that stuff together so it was like true just interesting thing school? uh college one yeah i yeah. went to florida state yeah yeah i know i saw actually i was thinking about bringing that up too i saw that on your thing that you go, were a gator baby let's yeah. go hey i used to take Going that rivalry so seriously too <laughs> in college i would be the guy who would just sit there and 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 want the problems i would want the problems and just talk all my shit but i mean over the years naturally you just understand it's all ebbs and flows with sports and y'all are gonna win five years we're gonna win five years but i i just have fun with the friendly banter now a little bit it's fun it's, well for me i it's interesting because i've never really gotten into the banter i yeah. grew up i grew up a gator oh. believe it or not okay, okay. so well, then, like yeah. my dad's Very a big partial. gator fan so i just happened to go to tallahassee and go i mean now because i went there yes i do root for the seminoles more no yeah I, but I like totally i have that. nothing i'm never like watching a gator game and i'm like man i hate the gators like i never like if they're yeah. facing someone else i'm like i'm gonna root for florida i'm gonna root yeah, for florida it's definitely so not quite it's interesting same. no no family members associated with fsu always grown up since i was a child in orange and blue so yeah yeah it's no, an I interesting just, dynamic i mean definitely my sure. dad gives me a lot of a lot of shit for sure I just had so many friends that uh, have went there and even an FSU girlfriend at one point when I was at UF. So I'm, I've gotten pretty familiar with Tally. And, so you got to you admit, know, our campus is way better. No, I, I had a lot of fun there. <laughs> I had a lot of fun there. They're both great schools for what they are. There's no doubt. It, you know, it's just part of the rivalry. You're on yeah. one side. You can't, like, be on both sides of the fucking rivalry. No, no, I understand even that. You, even in your case, you got to, yeah. like, kind of lean towards one yeah. of these. Yeah, yeah. But you, you can admit, our school is better part of school 
I don't know. I'm not going to admit that. I'm not going to admit that. I think you have to admit that. I had a lot of fun. There's no doubt that your school is absolutely known for being a party. There were there were sororities at your school that would do their like formals up. They would take a bus. They would get a party bus and come up to Tallahassee for the night. I don't know about all that information. I I was just you know hundred percent facts. I wasn't even in no life or anything at UF. So obviously Greek life runs you know these big schools like UF and FSU. So I just wanted to have fun with it. Just super happy that I even got the experience there at all because I transferred from USF after a couple of years. So I'm actually like a bull gator okay. in that aspect. Okay. I've always, since I was a child, Wanted to be been raised that way. Yeah, I'm just super happy to have gotten the chance to go there. And you got a journalism degree. I did get a journalism degree. Um, I was doing like local news reporting in school, what you'd see on like Channel 5 News or whatever, you know, making stories. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. And I think it did so much to start getting me out of my comfort zone in such a different way. And, you know, it really was like one of the first building blocks that helped me feel so happy where I'm at right now in terms of being able to just like talk to and have a really good connection with damn near anybody I come in contact with. Yeah. And and that's really important. And you kind of use that journalism degree. I mean, I know it's not your full-time thing, but yeah. you do write for all-time EBM from my understanding, right? Yes, yes, I do. Um, and I want to dive into that a bit because, absolutely. one, I know there's there's probably some other people that want to be involved in the scene somehow, one way or another. Yeah. And, I mean, I actually used to write articles. People don't know okay, that. I wrote okay. for a, a small magazine uh, or a small internet blog called uh, Heard It Here First. Okay. I don't I know if like they've gotten any bigger. You can see if you can pull that. Uh, are you drafting over there? <laughs> uh, he's got the notes pad. I thought he was. I thought he was doing his, his fantasy football draft. Oh, that's way <laughs> that's early season. to do a fantasy draft. Maybe Shit, somebody tears their ACL in preseason. He had a. Well, he had a. He was with his fantasy crew the other day. That's why I said that. Oh, that's okay. all. Oh, maybe okay. they. Maybe they. They scheduled it already. Um, uh, just heard it here first. Music. I don't know. It's not gonna be you heard it. Just heard it here first. Blog. EBM blog sure it'll come up but yeah so i wrote for them for a little bit i don't think okay. i don't know if you can even find my articles anymore it's probably buried very deep down buried in, there. in the depths yeah. but um so let's start with how did you get started in that field you know what was the reasoning how did you did you reach out to all-time edm did they reach out to you how did that all go down kind of curious yeah so the way you just said you know for people to be involved some way in the scene i think this was a way for me to kind of go that direction where like Obviously, I, I want to do something in my life that I'm passionate about. I don't ever want to settle in a job that I'm not really excited to go in every day. Um, this is me just kind of putting my foot in the door. They were looking for writers, and I'd followed that page for so many, like, literally three, four years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm already familiar with the content they put out. And when they said they were looking for writers, even though it's just interns, I know I wouldn't be getting paid to do it. You know, I was just like, I could shit out an article about Subtronics like I already have and, you know, just seven lines and, and, you know, anybody and I have love for so many different subgenres, whether it's, you know, dubstep or beautiful melodic music or house, whatever, drum and bass. I'll, I could talk about this type of stuff all day, so why not write about it? I already had those, you know, foundational skills to be able to do that and it's it's been good. I mean, the guy who runs the page, Kyle, he's really cool. He's been really, like, understanding about the fact that, you know, we don't need to be pumping out articles, like, every other day or anything. It's just kind of, like, on your own time. And 
you know, whenever you see something that is newsworthy and you really feel like passionate about it, you can just kind of, you know, takes me probably about 45 minutes yeah. to uh, start to finish, like start really uh, the first paragraph compared to when I'm submitting it. So right. it's not like too time consuming. It is something really cool to do on the side though, especially, you know, my first couple articles that I wrote, you know, they, they got pretty good amounts of uh, interactions on the page. I remember I wrote one for Subtronics being their article or their artist of the year for all time EDM and that article got like more interactions than pretty much anything I scrolled through on that entire page and I was like, damn bro, it's only my second article. I'm like, this this kinda nice. It's kinda cool. Just to be able to create something that even gets that much attention and people, whether they read it or not, like they at least give a shit in some way and, you know, I have a lot of personality in a lot of the things that I do, so I try and, and kind of put that into writing and right. It's not too difficult for me to do. So, so do you get not? to pick what artists you get to write about? Do you get to pick what events? How I, I, from what I looked at when I was looking at your page, you did a lot more artists co coverage than yeah. festival. But are you able to do both? Is there a process how it does that? Like, how talk of us talk us through a little bit of that. For sure, uh, you can pretty much talk about whatever you want. Um, if you see something that you think is newsworthy, it's pretty much whoever claims it first. Mm -hmm. So, like, if if three different people you know, want to talk about an album that just dropped, then it's pretty much whoever claims it first and says, right. hey, I'm going to write about this. And, uh, yeah. That's how ours was, too. We would get fed, like, yeah. you would send us, like, here, here's three things about the new music coming out on Friday, and you kind of was just like, all right, you, you, you want, I want to just like Alderford, or you're the first one, perfect, boom, you got it. Like, it was just yeah, like that. Like, that's exactly. kind of how it worked. Yeah. So it, if you were hungry for it, you could much, write a lot much. more articles, and your name could technically be out there more. It could if it yeah. if again if people, I don't know if people like look at like who's it by and stuff of that nature. But like I mean, I would think if you wrote a lot, people would start to know this. Be like, oh, who is this person? Now I don't know if you're. Do they have it where like you can connect your socials and stuff to that? I don't know if that's something um, some do and some don't. You know, like that nature. Like it it allow well, the writer can the post, get. They make you the host. When they when they like post the article on Instagram with the graphic, he, he makes the graphics, like we write the articles and he makes the graphics that, that are put out on, on uh, the Instagram post and like your name or your handle as the artist is in the caption. Oh, okay, so it's nice. like you can just, you know, you can see who wrote it by clicking on the person's um, handle and then uh, that's the credit. You know, I don't need any more credit than that at the end of the day. Like it's just cool to be part of uh, something like this. Like All Time EDM certainly has a good amount of fly. I mean, dude, 201k. That's way more than I even saw the last time I checked. Yeah, they've been doing um, some real stuff. They've got some good things going. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've done been... a few things with me, actually. So oh, okay. I, I like. What's what is uh? Well, we'll talk about that after. Actually, been posting a lot of like. Ooh, click the sphere. Stuff recently. Let's go and we're going back to Vegas, baby. Yeah, yeah, for real. Can't no. ever escape it. Dude, I don't even know what. Oh my that, god. That's like. Oh wait, did we man. click? I didn't click. Hold on. <laughs> click out it. Click out of it. No, no. Click out of the video and go back in. I'll switch it. Yeah. Trying here, to give like. Give it to me. Give it to us now. Let's see it now. There it is. It's back. Now the crowd can see it. They should be able to. Let's Based check. off the fact that it's like, sort of speaks like that. Um, I don't know how much they're. I didn't even know it was like that. Or... I thought it was like. Actually, That's I did know it was nuts. like that. It's just the angle he took the video at is different. Yeah. So it goes up like that. Watching. So I mean. Crazy. Whether it's. Oh, precision God. visuals or, or seven lines or, or anybody like that who has like some really in-depth subtronics like 
That would just absolutely make me have a meltdown. People are going to be, like, tra teleported to, like, on. another dimension on that. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that fear is going to teleport people to another dimension. You can't even put that into words. Like, if you're sitting there and it's just completely surrounding you, I feel like it's almost overwhelming for some people who may or may not get overwhelmed easily. Like, that's a lot. That's I, a lot to take in. I that wish. Would cost so much. I wish more EDM artists could play there, but I don't think that I don't think they're going to be playing there. I mean, that, that might be a hot like take, but I don't think they're going to play. Out the ass for the artist to be able to put on a show in there, and you probably, I mean, it looks like you'd only have to be able to book artists like massive on a global scale who could afford to put I on think a show there like some really of the first shows the tickets are going for like twelve hundred dollars yeah that's just right like it, it's there's a price point because they have to make back the two billion dollars they you know to, that they use to make this yeah. i mean it is wild it is crazy that we're at that's this point where we can make stuff like that yeah that's so nuts all right we've watched it like 40 <laughs> times yeah no i mean it, it is just wild to look at i mean and that's them setting it up but God forbid the first video comes out in that sphere of real visuals going on, like IMAX style, it's going to be viral. Have you seen, uh, oh, I can't remember the term or who it was, but like at Lost Lands, they had uh, that one dome you could go into with the visuals. Gosh, I can't remember what it's called. Caverns Lost of Illusion. Type in, uh, type in cavern, Caverns of Illusion and watch it come up. Uh, type in Caverns of Illusion Lost Lands. Illusion, I L L. I certainly haven't been there. Illusion. Uh, type, uh, type, type in Lost Lands. Yeah, it looks like it says 2019 down there. I don't know. If oh, I didn't, I didn't see that down there. Still type it out, Lost Lands. Click on one of them. Click on one of them, and then fast forward. And uh, make sure the volume's off for this. Yeah, like this. If Dude, they I've were able a to do, maybe they got rid of that after. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a stage. It's it's this this. this it wasn't. I'm positive. It's just I've this. I've never seen it, so I'd love to see it. It's just this like trippy. It's the caverns of illusion. It's just like yeah. this trippy, where you're like go in, you're like whoa, what is? It? And it's like a, it, it. They would have a line down the walkways, right, and right, it would okay. be, and it's a 20 minute show where like a presentation of whatever this is and it comes and pops out at you fast forward it a bit more i just want to see if it shows more on the screen like go fast forward a lot fast forward yeah there you yeah, go that's pretty cool that's what we want to see right there i'm always like a sucker for doing stuff like so this. you're like sitting okay. and it's above you yeah and you're like watching it like oh. yeah the wolves would love that one yeah they do <laughs> i'm sure they do Jeez. all right we'll take it I'll have to keep an eye out for if that even exists at this year's Lost Lands. It'll be my third year. They got, year, so they kind of got rid of it. Oh, they I did. Think. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that makes more sense. I was yeah. like, I'd never seen that in my life. Well, shit. it. I mean, it was there 2019. I don't think it was there 2020. Well, it wasn't probably 2020. 2021 was my, my first one. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. It, I can't yeah. remember if it was there or not. 2021 was a good year though to go. Oh, I mean, okay. So 2021 was the year that like I pretty much ramped up my entire festival life I mean, okay before covid i would never expand beyond smf and edc and i think the whole pandemic of bringing edm twitter like really close together even though there was obviously a lot of bullshit that happened there was a lot of really good 
things that came out of like this community during the pandemic and i don't know i guess since i didn't have too much to spend it on spend money on for a whole year i kind of just was like all right i'm gonna start diving in more and I yeah to, I think... everything that i never was able to go to i just all at once in 2021 went crazy and now every year this is like my third year in a row where it's like i'm making credit payments left and right to pay off all the fucking festivals that i just send and oh my goodness it, it, <laughs> You're it, it, but, but like it i can make it happen i don't know like i just you know i'm never really too far behind in my bank account like god forbid i actually stop going to festivals like maybe i'd be able to save up a little bit but like i've had too many life experiences to stop now god i feel damn. like that's the general cons- that's the general consensus i get from the community is like so many people just like spend, spend yeah damn. and so many Snowball. don't Snowball save really quickly it it is yeah i mean it's the fomo part of it is i think what gets people is like they're like oh my god i can't miss this event like oh my god that no, lineup oh my god that lineup and it's like it is i will say though i think you get to a point i'm just speaking from experience because i went to a lot the last two years as well and and prior to and you get to a point where like just the lineups all start looking the same so you're like yeah all right to an extent i have seen xyz so many not, times yeah. now that it's just like ah, I, and not that they're still not good like i will say like i in 2022 i saw excision not exaggerating not even intentionally but there's no doubt i no, saw him yeah. like 15 times i i'm i'm 100 percent with and you. by the end of it i was just 100%. like oh, i gotta go that's I'm kind gonna, of where i'm like, at right now with him yeah and, no, and nothing against like every time i go to a set i was like oh that's still really good the visuals are still really good the music the flow everything's very good yeah. but it's just like i've just seen i've just seen it so much that yeah. like, i just i need a break <laughs> I think, like, with that topic, you know, it is really cool to see over the years, even if you've seen someone 10 times, like, yeah, I've seen, you know, Excision or Subtronics a whole fuck ton of times by now, but seeing how their sets change and evolve really, like, quickly, I mean, every year they put out just a complete brand new set, and I think, you know, seeing how their sets evolve with all the new music they put out, you know, is is one thing, but I'm also the way you said the lineups all begin to look the same after a certain point i'm just a, a whore for the rare sets like i cannot miss the excision bats back subtronics at base camp the rumors I mean, but yeah it's gonna happen it's we'll gonna see happen. no i mean it, it's <laughs> I definitely mean, gonna no happen one knows. It's definitely gonna, if it's not that would be the biggest fucking buzzkill of all time but you know j- just an example like that or you know some people aren't too huge about back-to-backs for, you know, whatever reason. They'd rather see the artist solo or they, their styles might not perfectly blend together. But yep. I don't know. I just – I love seeing – if I love both the artists in any given back-to-back, I love to see just both of their bangers one by one by one, and you don't even know what's coming at all. They can really surprise you mm-hmm. a lot more, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it, – it does take – that's the thing with, like, back-to-backs, in my opinion – Certain ones blend very well. Certain ones don't. Yeah, like, you it's can just, tell. It's just a fact. Like, I think one of the better ones that blends well is Slander and Nightmare. Good Vibrations. Yes, yes. It, it blends really very fun. well. It, surp- surprisingly, um, there's a few others that I've been. Oh my watch is lovely. <laughs> my um, there's a few others that have surprised me over the years. I'm trying yeah. to think back to them. And there's some that are just cool. Like you said, there are some that are definitely cool to see. Like, Millennium Excision, obviously, that's yeah. really cool to see. The two yeah, biggest names in it, stuff. right, and opposites, right. But still, like, first time it happened, crazy to see. Yeah. You know, just yeah. something you don't. You, you were there. Yeah. I was not yeah. at that set. But, but that you was, saw it. Uh, I saw it at Base Canyon, though. Yeah. So you've been to Base Canyon? 
this is my third year at Bates Canyon. Oh, nice. First year they had excision back to back millennium. Second year they had excision back to back bully. See, now I think that would be good. That was ridiculous. Right. Now they got subtronics coming in in year three. Um, pretty confident over here. This guy. Dude, this guy's pretty look confident. at that shit. Look at zoom, that shit. Can you zoom in on that for us? Look at that. And everybody knows it too. It's not. It's not just me. Everybody fucking knows it. There's nobody else that could be. And the, they already gave it away, by the way, by the bunker buster move. They already gave it away. What like, do you mean the bunker buster? Unintentionally, move? intentionally, they 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 made a post about it, and they purposefully they purposefully said they were going to keep it hidden up until the weekend. But they said, just know that they're going. Just know that the artists are going to turn that shit up. So like, of course it's gonna. That that's that's the dead giveaway right there. <laughs> Trust me, I I would not be fucking around about this if I thought it was someone else. Get pretty confident. That's I'm, big I'm slightly confident. But yeah, I mean, even you're the um, guy that walks in, in the casino and is like everything yeah. on black, and then you lose. That's what it is. Did it's you, that did confidence. You just, did you just pull out my fucking my sleep paralysis demon of roulette on me, completely. You have a bad story? No, no <laughs> What's sleep paralysis, bro. Like? Me, I have, I have, <laughs> I, have like I have, you... quite a few friends where over the years we just have this joke about roulette and throwing a hundred on black or red, and I've had my fair share of fun with roulette. I don't even play it anymore because it brings the stress. But you, you to just bring that up right now out of nowhere, it's like, like you already knew, <laughs> concerns me a little bit. <laughs> no, I had no idea. It's just that's what it reminded me of. You're like, I'm this confident. Like, I, like, I am not that have, confident. Same thing. Like, we have buddies that are like this confident. They're like, go on in. We're gonna make money. And then they I can't do leave. that. <laughs> we, we always leave in the hole. Keep me away from casinos at this point in my life. We're going to the Hard Rock right after this. Are you serious? You're coming, right? No. That's part of the podcast. We no. go. We we get, we we, we podcast not. for an hour and we go Absolutely out. We, we, we have play a couple <laughs> hands. Don't do this to me. It's a Monday, baby. We gotta get moving oh. here. Oh. Full degenerate. I can oh. go full degenerate at, at at any time though, so I will say that. I think that's a raving quality. Yeah. Gutter moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because a lot of us are working a lot of different jobs or working a lot, and then we have that weekend where it's like turn it on this weekend, and then back to work. You know, two days later. Yeah, it really is crazy to uh, think about. You know, when, like we said earlier, you see the same people at so many different events, and like. You know, they're always in crackhead mode. They're always so energetic and so full of, like, life, love, whatever. And then, you know, they're – you don't really see them during their 9-to-5s as much unless they're part of, like, your immediate group that you really do see every day. So, there's so many people that I only see at raves. You just have no idea what their everyday life is like in their 9-to-5 yeah. jobs and, like, what what's going on up here when they're not raging. People definitely gotta be careful, man, with them back to backs and taking a lot of stuff. It can it can be uh it can do some damage. It can no, do some it damage. Can. It can. I've had an epiphany or two about understanding when my body's had enough yeah. of something and needing to stop. It, it's definitely something to take in consideration. And the weird thing is is like you don't notice it and I don't mean you as in you, I just mean in general, like as a person, you don't mm-hmm. notice it that it's affecting you until you take a step back, even if you don't do it intentionally. Like I'll use myself as an example, you know, like I had done stuff back to back and um, like I'd been raving for a little bit and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just chill for like three or four months right. and just relax. And I did that and um, took like 
you know, taking some 5-HTP, like, every day just to, like, get back into it. Yeah. And I, I don't, this is not even, like, right after a festival. I don't even mean that. I just mean, like, throughout this two-month period, just I had it. I was taking it occasionally because I was like, it can't hurt, like, to rebuild serotonin and right. you know, all that while I'm just chilling. And then it was, I remember, like, a week and a half in, all in, a week and a half into taking it in this hiatus, I was like, oh, damn, I'm, like, feeling energized again. I'm feeling mentally focused again. It was, like, That's very good. weird how, like, it just came out of nowhere. And then I carried that for the next month and then the next month. And I was like, dang, I'm, like, I haven't raved or gone to a festival in four months. I'm yeah. feeling extremely good. That's like, crazy, man. I've only taken 5-HTP maybe a couple times ever. I've had, you know. It's not like a me before. it's not like a cure all fix all. Absolutely. But I mean it's definitely something that you can take that's gonna help you with your down first off, it would help anyone in general. Even, again, you don't have to take it just because like you, you uh depletion of your serotonin. of your deplete serotonin right, right, right. serotonin depletion. Yeah, there's no reason you can take it. But if you're if even if you're like feeling down and you just wanna like take it to maybe get out of a funk or you just maybe need that pick-me-up. It's not a horrible idea to do. And now, you do get – one of the side effects of it is drowsiness, so it's best to take it at night. I did not know that. Oh, okay. my God. I had a, such a funny story about that. I, I uh, had these – had this multivitamin. It was expensive, and that was a mood-enhancing multivitamin because I couldn't find 5-HTP, and I found this one, and it had 5-HTP in it. Okay. It also had some other things. I had to, I had to find it, what, it, what it had. I just bought it at Walgreens. I'm not like anything crazy. But, yeah. like, I was taking it during the day, and I, like, I took it for a week straight, and I was, like, at work, and I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm, like, so tired. So, and I couldn't figure I'm, like, I slept eight hours last night. I had coffees. I'm, like, I am so tired. And I had no idea that 5-HCP causes drowsiness. So I, like, yeah. looked on the, like, and then just by accident, I, like, was looking at the thing, and I was, like, cause, it said, like, clear. It wasn't even, like, might. It was, like, this will cause drowsiness. And I was like, oh, my God. And I stopped taking it. Sure enough, the next day, back to normal. No no problem working yeah. throughout the day. But I was like, dang, I got to take these at night. Otherwise, I'm passing out. Yeah, it's it's really interesting about that type of stuff. I've been very lucky where I never feel like truly serotonin depleted. I mean, yeah, everybody who goes to a three-day festival or any camping festival or whatever, you're going to have a couple days where you feel like dead and you just physically and mentally need rest. But I never truly have felt like I'm just depressed after a fest i mean i guess i've been very lucky to never really have serious depression at all in my life yeah. i've always tried my best to uh have a life for myself that keeps me happy and, and not let me slip into something like that um but yeah it, there's definitely a lot of things that you can do after right. a festival to slowly but surely replenish what you lost and it's like you're only out there for a few days and like it takes so long to get all that back yeah so one of the main things with with a molly come down that like causes you to have really bad depression actually more so than anything more than so than taking in all the effects is actually the lack of sleep so it's it's the lack of sleep on okay. top of that so if you're able to get a decent amount of rest for yeah. those three days you're actually more than likely gonna not feel super depressed. That might it's, be why. It's literally, I didn't know that for two okay. or three years until I, I started like right looking now. into things. It's, that's what it is. It's, it's not, yes, the side effects do have that effect where you might feel maybe sluggish and a little bit more down. And certainly some people, unlike, you know, some people have it where it would make them depressed. 
but it actually is the lack of sleep for most people that really by the you know day three of you on two hours of sleep oh not only are you sluggish from the drugs and coming off of that you're also now so exhausted which i mean think about it when you start to think about it you're like oh yeah if i don't even if i don't do anything and i'm not getting sleep i feel like angry i feel disgruntled i can be depressed like you could just throws your body off you know that the the only thing that suppressed that from you being full like irritated at day three or four of a fest oh that's probably true yeah i always make jokes about like day three at the camping festival everyone's like on like wants to kill 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 each other yeah they haven't done their last nerve (laughs) i mean i definitely make sleep an emphasis um I've only done two full camping experiences before at Lost Lands and Oki, but most of my festivals I have a hotel or Airbnb. And I mean, I like to keep the party going as much as anybody after the fest oh, yeah. is over, but like, I'm going to get my eight hours, bro, because I know that I'm going to want to be there early the next day. And I don't want my lack of sleep to make my festival experience worse. Like, I mean, this is a life experience at the end of the day, no matter what festival you're at. Like, it's a big deal to be there just at all and you want to be able to make the most of it and be your best yeah 100 so percent. huge 100 percent. yeah there's so many different things to do to get ready and be prepared for it hydration all that stuff i know um yeah me every morning on a camping festival I, there's like three things i have i have like a liquid iv i have an emergency to get some vitamin c and like immune support and i have a protein shake and like i have those three things every morning and i yeah. usually feel like by the and it doesn't usually I have the uh, liquid IV last, but by the time I have that and that gets into my system, like thirty minutes after chugging that liquid IV, I'm like all of a sudden I can feel my body like like ready to go. Like feel, yeah, it's got read that recharge of things, of at least the basis things. You know, then I'll eat lunch too on top of it. But like, yeah, that was like I started to do that last the few years and huge. needed it. Dude, I, lost I, times I this past year, the you weather was oh well, yes, of course. Like people don't though. No, people don't. It's don't. always a joke about, like, I'm having to eat one chicken tender. Yeah, yeah, it's always <laughs> a joke. I mean, because that's the thing is, like, those drugs and substances that most of them are on yeah. don't make you want to eat. Like, yeah, that's most of the time, I food tastes like absolute junk, like garbage. Even if me. it does, you just have to, like, understand that you know your body's going to need that nourishment. And even if it yeah. doesn't taste great, you just need to fucking shove it in there and because funny is it's like i feel like those people that make those jokes and granted i make those jokes too on my yeah, page and no, stuff like because it's funny but i don't it's know funny. if they if people have ever experienced a day where they take a substance and they haven't eaten a lot i don't know if you have either have you if you don't what mind what do you mean so like one year at a certain festival i took i took some took some lovely molly and i was chilling but i had not eaten like i had a very little for lunch in okay. very little nutrients in general and i was just it just kicked my ass to where i was like sitting not feeling good yes. and not only was it like and it wasn't like oh you're coming up bad it was like no no i feel just like shit i'm drained i don't feel good so i toughed it out and then it didn't dawn on me until like an hour before the end of the festival so i've been just toughing it out for like four hours just miserable basically yeah and then i go get pita Mm -hmm. i go get like a chicken pita and i wasn't hungry because i didn't feel hungry but i realized wait i haven't eaten i just need to just take care of something just yeah any so i'm just make it forcing myself to eat this food and i remember just being tasted god awful but anyways so i just forced myself to eat this food for like 30 minutes 
And then within like 30 minutes, we went, we had tickets to an after party that night. So it worked out. And then I get to the after party and I'm like having the greatest time of my life. And I'm like, oh, I just need food. The last five and a half hours it's I've huge. been sitting here struggling. It's really so huge. It's a big thing. Um, a big, big thing. You brought up a point about like you like to live your life, um, you know, without the best way to make you happy. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to point out that, or not point out, but bring up, like, you have a very unique life. You, uh, I do have a you, very unique you life. You are a full-time Uber driver. I when am. You, when we talked. Three years, baby. And I wish, I, I, I don't know anyone that does it full-time. And I don't mean that in a bad no, way. I, hope I you know understand. you don't. I know you um, don't, bro. I, like, am so intrigued by this because it is such a different lifestyle. And, like, it is. I had this idea in my head that you could do, or, like, if you were really adventurous with this Uber thing, is, like, uh, you could literally travel around the country and uber in every city and live uh yeah and... i can't quite do it that easy why can't you do that you easy? have to like be you have to be approved to drive in any given city like you can't just drive around all over the country giving rides really know? like i think you need to be familiar with the area you're in way to shoot that dream down because no like dude it way would to... be a great idea and the podcast theory, you just ended it there you go yeah yeah <laughs> i know there, there's just so much else to it i feel like you know there is so much that people don't know about what I do, and, and it is such a different lifestyle than I I see the way, like, all of my friends go about yeah. their lives and their various jobs, and I'm, I love the very free, flexible life Right, that I so live, let's, let's talk just, about the free, yeah, flexible life, because yeah. it's almost like, in a sense, it's almost like you're a remote worker, and you can just work when you want, type, but of. even to a better extent, because you can work when you want to work. Yeah. You don't have to, like... I'm remote and I have to do, I still have to work eight to five. Yeah. But yeah. I'm remote. So I'm like, yeah, I can do that anywhere I want. Woo. But like, yeah. I have to be on during those hours. Whereas you're, you just are like, I'll just work tonight at 11 PM oh, or whatever. Thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everyday yeah. mindset. Like, so let's talk about it. Go into your life. Go into okay. your, I want to know your day to day. It's let's, uh, let's not do a weekend. Let's do it during the week. Yeah. So let's do uh it's a Wednesday night. It's a Wednesday. You wake up. Boom. What time are you waking up? Um, okay, so I work the, the late late night hours. I'll usually start anywhere from nine to eleven PM. No, so and... so take me through your Yeah, Wednesday yeah, I'm building up until Wednesday, oh, like you're starting from Tuesday night. The slow builds up. <laughs> you know, I, I start at nine to eleven PM Tuesday night, right? So I'll I'll finish at like somewhere from maybe two to four AM. Right. Like I'm working average five hours a night usually around 30 hours a week and i'll wake up at when on wednesday hypothetically yeah. at 2 p.m okay and i'll get all my shit that i need to do I my new life <laughs> I, I yeah hate i, I, I just you bro. know I, I wake up i work out i'm consistent about that because i really feel like it keeps me mentally like stable mm -hmm. grounded um anything else i needed to, to do that day will come after the gym when i feel like i'm more mentally in it and focused and i'll take you know four to maybe 8 p.m. to just like either get shit done that I need to do that day or just kind of relax and and kind of gear up for work whether that's just you know relaxing watching some sports playing some video games whatever um, and then I'll get out there at 9 to 11 p.m. and uh, you know it's really easy for me to stay in the flow I think just getting out there can be the hardest part sometimes when you're sitting at home um, but yeah, I just, I have a really good workspace where I never am stressed. Like, it's mm -hmm. just me. I don't ever have to fucking respond to anybody. 
uh, I'm listening to good music at all times in there, so it really helps me, like, if, if I get stressed out by a situation, it's really easy to kind of get back to normal. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool, and I think it does so much for me to be able to talk to so many different people and hear so many perspectives, and I, I learn from almost everyone else's experiences in a right. way, and I can use that in my own life, and I think that is, you know, on top of the journalism thing, it really is a huge, huge reason why I connect with people so well is the Ubering. And I had one rider who also does a sort of freelance job like me. She said this quote that really like has stuck with me recently of um, like, you know, I have a, I have a journalism degree and this was never necessarily my dream job, but like this lifestyle that I live is absolutely a dream life. Yeah. And I know that if I put, my hours in consistently uh i can pay my bills i can pay for whatever the hell i want like i don't just have a small amount of fun right i pay for a pretty good amount of festivals honestly i know yeah. it's a, a really traveling to base canyon Dude, and i know i know, I know from I know. It looking into that like that's not a very for us because we're in tampa yeah. like, all the way across country not it's not a very cheap to. festival for us to go to no yeah it's actually the most expensive yeah. festival to go to yeah um yeah i uh I'm very fortunate that I can just do that and, you know. So you talked about learning from people and taking different things from people. So right. I've got two things for you. We're going to dive into this because I want to know more about the Uber stuff. So we've got Please. craziest Uber stories <laughs> and I've got your most interesting Uber rides. We're going to hit both of those. Uh, so there's a little bit of a difference there. So let's go with the more casual What's your most interesting <sighs> Uber ride you can think of? It doesn't have to be crazy. We'll save the craziness for next. Yeah, but yeah. But maybe someone that you're saying, you know, change your perspective, brought something to the table where you were like, oh, interesting. I really have to answer this question a lot, and, and, and more often than not, it's it's almost difficult to come up with an answer sifting through so many different people and, and you know, things that I've heard and things that I've seen. Um there's so many different. <laughs> so you came back from the war, bro. Oh, <laughs> like, dude, I know. I, I mean, honestly, the, the Tampa Road. Heard. The Tampa Roads can be a war. First I mean, of all, yes, they. Yes. I mean, that shit is just ridiculous sometimes. But, okay, so most interesting um, story or person. I'll give you a wholesome one. I think there, there's a few that kind of come to mind, but one that was really wholesome one time. I remember um, there was a girl who called this ride for her elderly mother all the way from Panama. She like called her an Uber ride because her elderly mother was trapped in this abusive household or apartment with this guy. Like he's an older guy and he like was abusive to her, this elderly woman. And like I had to pretty much like the mother didn't speak any English either. She barely mm -hmm. spoke anything. So the, the daughter was on the phone with me the entire time and I had to like go up to the eighth floor of this elderly woman's apartment building and I had to like carry a whole bunch of uh her suitcases full of shit out of her <laughs> apartment and like meet this abusive guy and like pretty much rescue an old woman from a, an abusive relationship I suppose and like transport her to this hotel in Tampa where she could just you know be away from him and, and not in that situation anymore and like it took me over an hour i think for this entire process to be completed just this, this one ride and um it was so weird but it kind of just puts it in perspective like 
how much help you really can be sometimes for you know if you if you extend just a little extra mile just a little bit yeah and like like picking up suitcases is not difficult for me well like for how much stuff she had this elderly woman was never going to be able to get this all down there by himself or by herself and like when i got her back to this other hotel in south tampa like she was just so happy that she was out of there she was like about to cry and the daughter was crying on the phone that her mom was okay and safe or whatnot and you know they were all so just like appreciative like i was like a fucking garden guardian angel for them in that moment and that was just like probably one of the more memorable experiences this happened a while ago and for me to just be able to recite it so clearly everything that happened just kind of yeah it stuck explains. with you. yeah it stuck right. with me that i was able to do that for somebody even though it just kind of came out of nowhere and I had no intention of spending an hour on one single interaction, you know? Right. But it's just crazy sometimes. You kind of walk away from those situations and you feel good about it too. Yeah. Like, I did dang, feel you know, good I, I feel, it. yeah. Not that you weren't, again, you're not doing it for that reason, but it's like, I don't know, sometimes, uh, like, yeah, just doing like nice things for people. And, you know, again, like your intention might be, Hey, I'm going to go help for 30 minutes and then you right, help right. for two hours yeah, somewhere or whatever intended and, to be that way but and it just you walk away feeling like good i think doing that stuff is important i mean helping out doing you know helping your neighbor like that's kind of old school thing to say but like that that saying goes a lot a long way it's like just doing kind things for other people or just being nice like you go to a Starbucks and the barista, you can just tell she's stressed and she's yeah, having a good day. Absolutely. And you just like, hey, you just try to be super nice and give a smile and maybe give an extra little tip or whatever. And Chat you see her just bit. like cheer up as she's talking. Like you just yeah. see the turnaround. You, you can walk away from that and being like, damn, you know, I, I, I feel good now. She's probably feeling yeah. better. And like, you know, you're just like, I just want to help you have a good day. Just like, treat them like real people and not robots. I mean, oh, so many yeah. people treat them like robots. Like they don't even fucking exist beyond their purpose of serving you a fucking coffee or something. I yeah. Don't know. Like you just have that sort of emotional understanding and empathy to be able to uh, make any random interaction you have more than what it could be. Hundred percent, yeah. I mean, that's it's just that's the model I wish more and more people would do around the world. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the I thing is, is like, too, if you want to change shit. the world, you gotta, you gotta start by changing you, and it starts yeah. by you being nice. If you want the world, if you're mad at the world and you're mad the world is not nice and yada yada, well, I got news. Like, it might not be, but it starts with you being nice. And if you be nice, you're gonna affect somebody else to where they're gonna start being nice people, and that's right. how it goes. And like, that's what. It all starts with, I mean, it sounds cliche. I've heard that before, too. It's like clean, it, the saying I heard was like, clean your room before you clean the world. Essentially what it is. And it's like, yeah, that is, it's it's kind of true because it's like, if you're not, if you're saying the world's mean, but you're not being nice to people, well, it's just because people are just kind of feeding your off your energy. You know? Yeah, yeah. There, it, it can go so much deeper beyond just the world being mean or, or just being nice. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody is going to go through not just like a little bit of shit, a lot of shit. Like oh, yeah. every person in this world has obstacles that they're going to face on any given day. But like your mentalities and the little things that you can do to grow within yourself. Like I think one thing that's really helped me grow so much within myself has been 
the free flexible life that I live that that allows me to not be stressed about things like work and be able to give myself so much like room to work on being consistently better and like learning from mistakes and this and that because I mean where I was five years ago at 21 compared to now at 26 it's just like fucking night and day and um I'm always you know one thing about being happy with where you're at is like you're never a hundred percent satisfied and you always like there is no pinnacle peak point where you're ever right. just like okay this is it this is the best version yeah. of myself like and if you think you're there you're just more so like falling into like a comfort zone and just yeah yeah being chill with where you're at because i agree if you're not learning and you're not you're not building yourself and you're not out there looking at new things you're you're just stagnant and, and life's about growing i yeah. mean life's about growing experiencing new things learning new things Festivals seeing new cultures all sorts of stuff like that yeah and, and festivals are one thing too it's just in general doing that stuff is so important to just i mean living this life that we live i mean what's yeah. the point in being we don't work to or we don't live to work oh yes we, yeah, yes yes but i mean you can have those same experiences with work you know i mean i don't want to that's what i'm saying is it yeah, comes with absolutely. anything like you can, can have that anything. yeah as long as you're just trying new things and doing new things and out there trying to learn like that's all that's life's about whether you take that and you become a ceo you ride a boat around the world like whatever it is that you know strikes your fancy because everyone's different it's like as long as you're living that out to the max and trying to perpetuate that and grow with it i think that's what's the best and growing individually and all that is i mean that's that's what this, this is all about man it's, it's, yeah. yeah i have a thing for me one of the big beliefs i have is like what you put out is what comes back to you i i really believe that like to an extent like Whatever no, no energy doubt. you're putting no out, it's coming back. Whether that and I like, see that all the applying time. it to even small things such as like job hunts and whatnot. If you're so about five, uh, five six months ago, actually, well, seven months ago, I was unemployed. I had, like didn't have my, I got fired, didn't have my job, and um, now that's a whole different story because it was a blessing. I didn't want to be at the job, but. It still was a scary moment to be like, I'm unemployed. I have yeah. no money coming in besides like $300 from unemployment. What's going to happen? Yada, yada. But then it was, you know, all right, I'm going to still work. I came, had some buddies that I could do some work under the table for uh, shows. Instead of like sitting around, I was like, I'm going to do 20 hours a yeah. week. I'm going to work. And I'm going to sitting gonna, around I'm gonna, as an adult is not No, it's not never, it. never yeah. good. No. And, um, but I was like, I'm going to work a little bit and I'm going to apply to jobs as my second job. Like, just that's all I'm going to do. And I felt like the fact that I had been putting up job applications and talking to people so much and going through interviews that eventually I landed a job I have now, which is a job I wanted. Like I literally told my, yeah, my buddies I were like, love that. Hey, we want you to start come working for us full time. And I was like, I'll work for you full time. If I don't get this job, if I get this one job. I'm not going to do it. And I got the job and I was like, I'm sorry, but this is the one I want. It's the only one I wanted. Yeah. I always and, want people to go for what they really want. Man, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So many miserable people. Yeah. You gotta, you, again, same thing. Like you, you gotta go do those things. Cause it's better to like, say like I tried than to be like, I wish I did. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's exactly right. And honestly, like, when like, you say that, like, like in a funny sentence, like you just, there's probably like, we've all had a girl in our life where you're like, dang, I wish, Oh man! Or you're like, dang, that could have gone a little bit farther. You know what I mean? That 
Ver- you know what I'm saying? Like that's, Trust like, me, that's I a know. funny I analogy, know, but like that's no. the truth. Is like there's always something you'd rather been like I wish I did that versus like I wish I could have done that. Like <laughs> you can. I mean, you're talking about like from the woman aspect, you are learning every fucking thing you do. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And not yeah. letting it happen again. That's, right. That's right. for damn sure. <laughs> it's hard in this world, man. That's that's a hard topic these days. But yeah, I'm uh definitely always wanting to see people like, you know pursue something they actually are passionate about and, and, you know, not just sit there stuck in their miserable job. Like they just kind of accept that that's the routine of their life. And this is where their life is. Like you mm-hmm. have the given power to at least start getting the ball rolling for anything you really want to do. And sometimes I even need to turn that back on myself a little bit. And, you know, as much as I, I love doing what I'm doing. Like I've heard it all before from people about like what else could I be doing or can I do more other than just what I'm doing full time because there's nobody, you know, fucking parents saying it's not a real job for so long even though I'm literally living a complete independent life. You know, I've had past girlfriends say, you know, oh, if you have a plan five years away from now or are you just kind of like living your life for right now? You know, mm-hmm. I do kind of just live my life for right now. And I, I mean, I very unapologetically just, you know, live for myself every day, like your, your, your motto. Um, life is full of uncertainty and it will never not be uncertain, even if like you spend years working towards something. Yeah, um, there's zero guarantee it's going to work out. I mean, I just think you need to be able to take the things that you have going well for you and really like give it your all give it your all yeah like your perspective is everything and you know people often get caught up in and what makes them feel like they're successful or what what, what other people success. view success yeah. as yeah you, you, yeah that's well, the oh point. yeah based off of that i am very much making a point to never live my life for anyone's expectations mm-hmm. because the way that I, I have lived my life, which might not be what some people have expected of me in some way, right. I've heard this before. It's allowed me to be in a place where I'm really fucking happy and comfortable where I'm at in so many different ways of life. But if I had lived my life for other people, who knows where I could be at right now? And, and I don't know how anything could be differently, but I would not fucking have it any other way than how it's been going oh yeah i mean because like you gotta think about the end of the day it's you're more rich in a sense of like i'm so happy with what i'm doing and and so happy with the life i have versus like if you were to take a corporate journalism job that you hated and yeah maybe i make more but like i'm right right i mean but not even so let's just like the perfect analogy is like you can take a job that pays one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year that is something you don't want to do and a lot of people are going to go i'm gonna take that money and hope for the best and yeah, i got news really for you it, bro that sucks because i've been in a job that i hated <laughs> and it's not fun uh. that you end up you end up what happens is you end up which i think is like how our whole economy almost runs is like you end up spending that money because you're so miserable at your job yeah that you just you are like outlets. i need right you need outlets versus like when you have something you enjoy and you like going to do every day you're more inclined. Yeah, you're still gonna spend your money, but you're also more inclined to be like, I don't have to go spend my money on dumb 
you know, I don't have to yeah, go. On, like, you there's, don't blow there's, it on dumb things. Correct. There's a fine line between I'm enjoying spending my money on this and I'm just joining, I'm just spending this as an outlet because I hate my life. <laughs> like, there's a you, big uh, fine line between the, the two. The I see yeah. I mean, like, do we like to go get a, ta- a table at a club here and there? Of course. But, like, yeah, if we were, every... you know, doing it, every, and we don't do that every weekend, you know? He knows what I'm talking about. But if we were doing it every weekend because life to, from the Monday through Friday was so shitty that we were just cannot wait to be at the club on Friday and blow yeah. $1,000, you know, that sucks. Because then you realize, like, you're basically working every week and just blowing a paycheck. And yeah. then you're just back. And then, and then it's just a cycle just repeats. Yeah, and I think. It, sorry. And to, no, their, to their credit, it is very hard to get out of a situation the first thing is it identifying is that you don't like it you know because mm-hmm. it took me a while with my job my last job to realize like i don't i don't like this yeah and then once i realized it there was a really long period of time of like oh shit i don't like this i thought i would really like this what the fuck am i gonna do yeah what do you do next and that's when people get trapped is because they're almost scared of they're almost scared of saying like I don't like this and I have to almost start over because this isn't what I yes, thought it would be. They're scared of the uncertainty and, of and life. They get uncertainty and you get stuck in that. And it took me a couple of months to finally be like, I'm going to start applying again. I'm starting to go for new jobs. I just can't do this anymore. It took a while. I'll be straight up. And then once yeah. I got the ball rolling, though, then the ball got rolling. And then it's like, then it's all about once you can get past that and wrap your head around like, this isn't something I like. I need to do something different. Then it's about coming up with a game plan to get out because yeah. if you don't have that game plan to get out. You're just going to be stuck in that cycle we just talked about of just like, I'm going to spend my money on dumb shit. I'm not saving to get out versus like, I was like, yes, I was unemployed and I got fired, but I had money. I was ready to go. I was ready. <laughs> I was like ready to leave. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so sure. when they let me go, I was like, okay. absolutely thank you sir (laughs) but you got i I think it's just really important to have things to look forward to in life because Mm -hmm. there's so many people that go about their lives like kind of pointlessly like they don't have things to look forward i think festivals are really the biggest thing that have given me just always something to look forward to and they keep me motivated to keep working hard like that keeps me motivated is knowing that if i continue to work hard i have this life experience waiting for me around the corner and you know it's really easy when you're stuck in that rut in between jobs or whatever like you don't have things to look forward to and then especially if you don't have an income at that point then you're kind of just like okay what do i do but you know i think uh happen overnight i do think our our generation is a bit more into like the whole experience thing yes our just our boomer the boomer generation is so much caught up in like the material thing of like I have a nice car, I have a nice home, I have yeah, these nice I don't clothes. Need I to be I a homeowner. And yeah, I mean, I, it would be cool, but and I mean, I'm not in any position to want to do that now. But market. I do think like our generation's a lot more into like traveling, going, doing new things. The music event. I mean, not that they weren't in the music, but like it's just obviously they had that culture too. But I just feel like maybe it's just more apparent now. I just feel like there's more, more of emphasis it than, on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that because even my parents, like, I see the differences. Like, I just took my mom, for example, to her first ever rave, and it was Elenium at Hard Rock, and she knows over the years how much I've loved him. And she, like, not to put her business put out there on black. or anything, but like, wait, what? <laughs> I said, did you put a hundred on black? Oh, there? fuck off! No, <laughs> sir! No, sir! I did not. I made it a point to stay away. <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, she's at a very interesting time in her life right now that even I have never seen her at a point of life where she is so free to do things and try new things. And I really wanted her to come with me and try something new. And she actually admitted to me that she had way more fun than she thought she would at this show. And, you know, that made me really happy. And like, I, I did the whole plur candy thing with her and, you know, I was like kind of watching her as the night went on to see how she was like enjoying it. And, and, you know, that was super special for sure. That was just one thing recently that, that stuck out. And I feel like I should mention is that because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the older generations really don't have the same understanding of certain things that we do. Like we're not going to be loyal to jobs that don't care about us anymore. I feel like our generation is slowly, but oh, surely yeah. closing no, I, It's that. definitely our generation that's like, because it, it's, it's kind of ridiculous too. And like, You've been working for a yeah. company, and then they you you see they have record profits, and then you're like increase three percent, and you know you could just leave and make an extra fifteen percent. It's like why would I? You know what I mean? Like, and I don't get why. I I also just don't like like I get business. I'm a business owner. I understand that stuff, so I can get the perspective of the business. But I don't understand why they won't won't reward your own workers more if this person this is a, topic for a while you know, if this we? person is an absolute rock star of a person why are you not giving them the big bucks that they deserve i don't get it a lot of small businesses and medium-sized businesses are a lot better at that the issue comes with corporates like and i think that's just because of like you know corporations are they're almost their own entity and it's a slow moving entity and i think yeah, they'll they catch up care about you I, I think they'll they catch up. You, but like, yeah, I think you're right. They yeah. will catch up. They're just We're slow starting moving. the process yeah. of the change happening. Yeah. I mean, just obviously the world has completely shifted since the last generation. That's the biggest thing, too. And sometimes you have to take a step back and realize that the boomer generation literally grew up in an entire world without technology. And yeah. I don't know how how old are you compared to me? I'm, I'm, I'm 25. Okay, so yeah, we're pretty much the same age. And as we've grown up, when we were kids, technology still wasn't really a, a thing. Like, like it had just become a for, in the forefront of everyone's lives. Yeah. And now we're here, you know, 10, 15 years later, you got self-driving cars. You got, you know, everything in the world is just technological now. And in 10 years, every car that they make could be fucking self-driving for all we know. And just, right. like, the world changes at such a faster rate than it did for the previous generation like you have to understand i mean shit it's probably not easy for them yeah. but some some of them are trying and then some of them are stuck in their old ways and they're never gonna just it's really really hard to break them free from traditional sorts of things so well i think that's in general when you're old i don't yeah, i mean no, like right, even though. as i've gotten older there's some times where i can just like i'm a homebody and i'm just chilling and i'm just like i don't want to Oh yeah, you know what I mean, like that. Just yeah, like I can, like totally. At least me, I can be. I can see where I'm like, I, I get it. What at seventy five, you're like, like, I'm gonna die soon. Like, yeah. you're not gonna change. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and have a freaking, you know, epiphany about shit. I'm just, right. I'm gonna die. Just let me live my life. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, that's I mean, that's really their mentality. It's like, just let me live my life. <laughs> just let me live they, my life. They are like, inherently they selfish. Change. They are inherently selfish, of course. Change know. is the only constant in life. That's for damn sure. And. 
Yeah, on outside circumstances for sure. Right. I mean, yeah. again, we 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 just well, were talking yeah. about that. Yeah. I think you got to be growing and stuff of that nature, hundred percent. Um, I think as you get older, it just is more of a challenge because we're creatures of habit or core. And at seventy-five years, eighty-five years of doing things, you're just kind of like, I don't want to change. I'm a creature <laughs> of habit at twenty-six. That's right, exactly. So, and that's I mean, and that's what I'm saying is like as they're now imagine adding an extra twenty-six years and another twenty-six years on top of that, and you're seventy-six years old. And you're like, yeah, I've been doing, I've been going to McDonald's three times a week. I think I'm just going to stick with McDonald's three times a week. I've been doing yeah, it, for, I've been doing it yeah. for 30 years, you know? I mean, whether you're 26 or, or 70, I think you should always be trying to do new things that, that kind of bring you new perspectives on life and, and give you experiences you've never had before, which I'm already kind of feeling like I'm there where I want to just constantly be doing something new or different that further expands you. So, you know, it is just like kind of a fine line of, yeah, there's some things that I don't ever want to change at this point, but what keeps you like motivated and happy with life at that point? Like I think about, you know, even my grandparents, you know, love them to death. I don't think they really do too much anymore. And I, I, I want to see them kind of like find a purpose and sort of like continue to live outside of just, you know, sitting around. And I, I know a lot of grandparents do that, but, like, there's also a lot that don't. And, you know, it would just be so cool to be able to, like, do something really fun with them. And I don't know if they're even capable of doing that anymore. And um, I just – I always want to keep things fresh. And I, I hope that, like, that's the case when I become older is just keeping my life fresh. Yeah, and, not stagnant. and the other thing is, it is generational difference. I mean, like their yeah. goals were also a ton different than what our goals are. Right, well, I right. think our goals are a lot of like, let's travel, let's have fun, let's do this, and not that they didn't want to have fun, but like there just was a different definition. You know, it was like, oh, I can't wait to have that big house and a picket fence. Like, I can't wait to have that Mercedes Benz. You know, yeah. that was their for sure dr- their driving force, whereas ours is a little bit different. Like, I know for me, my motivation is so that I don't have to work a nine to five. Like, that's it. Yeah. I want to work yeah. remote, Absolutely. or I want to work. 24 7 on my own thing but i don't want to work at nine five you know that's like my motivation i think that was in their picture most people that wasn't in their picture back then no you know? you're absolutely right and that's changed just because of the internet same thing that goes back to technology so many things have changed we're we're, get, we're coming up on some time here so i want to hit a few more things Already? i uh, apologize but i want to know i want to go back to uber here i okay, want to go back okay. we're going to pivot back to uber sure. i need to know your craziest story so you show you, you told me yeah. this interesting heart endearing one give me your craziest one go okay um i feel like so i have one but for the most part like you'd I be surprised hope you have one you'd be I surprised that like 99 99 <laughs> of the people that i take aren't you know on some bullshit they're just there to get right from a to b right most um, are. right but there, but there are, are things that happen that make me just fucking laugh and realize that i always have to be on my toes for anything and um of course i have to bring hard rock back into this story that the tampa hard rock i'm just i can never get away from the fucking casino at this point um <laughs> we're going after. so uh i was picking up Third this time guy time. i'm gonna say it's a sign we're going after dude all right, all right. yeah all right. so, so <laughs> the craziest uber story go, um, go, go. It, this is one that i think a lot of different people even generational differences can laugh about um i was at i was at hard rock picking up somebody named scotty and uh there's this guy that hops in my car we know you're out there He's out there all right. He's out there. Um, this guy hops in my car and uh, 
says he's just going to the gas station across the street and back. And I'm like, are you sure you're Scotty? It says you're going to American Social. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I am. Just I'm just going to the gas station back. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have to believe you, right? All I can do is say your name, and if that's you, that's you. Um, so he gets in the car, and I go to the Wawa across from Hard Rock, and we pull into the parking lot, and then the real Scotty calls me on the phone, and I was just like, dude, I fucking knew it. Get the hell out of here. And I just I left him at Wawa. I go back to uh, Hard Rock, and um, you know, the guy standing there, Scotty Pippen. And, uh, the real Scotty Pippen. Real, the actual Scotty Pippen. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Yeah. So what? I like, pulled back in there, and, and his seven foot ass is just standing there. He was promoting a bourbon event or something for his line of bourbon at Hard Rock that night. And I happened to be the guy that was taking him to American Social. And uh, so not only do I have Mr. Scotty in my car, but like. Mr. Pippen. Yeah, dude. I've given so many rides. Never in my life has anybody hopped in my car and intentionally stolen someone's ride for their own stupid little agenda. Like, no one's ever stolen someone else's ride on purpose before. Like, if you're in the wrong Uber, you're like, okay, I'm in the wrong Uber. You get out. It's an accident. But on purpose, no. And then the yeah. only guy who's ever had his ride stolen was Scotty was, Pippen. Was Scotty Pippen. So how was Scotty Pippen? Tell us about I that. I mean, it, it was a, a memorable really, ride. Like, I have to understand. That's, I'm sure that's a memorable ride. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was memorable to have him in there for sure. But I didn't, like... Seemed pretty drunk and tired, to be honest with you, after his bourbon event. Because you're like, and man, like, Jordan ain't shit without me. <laughs> dude, this is like, oh, my God, dude. He did not say anything crazy. Like, I thought about like, cracking a couple. That should have been my Air Jordan shoe. That should have been my shoe up yeah. there. <laughs> I thought about cracking a couple Chicago shoes. an Air Pippin, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't, like, really make it apparent that i knew it was him i just kind of like treated him like another guy and obviously i know it's him but like i'm just i'm just kind of talking to him about random various things nothing like crazy like he but... play any sports yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like... gonna say yeah you're really tall man you ever thought about getting into basketball yeah he's like, hey, i swam <laughs> oh my god dude yeah it was just it, it just was really cool because you know i've had him in my car i've had a couple lightning players in my car over three years like Braden coburn eric chernak uh i had nick paul in my car recently but like i never want to really like go crazy and be like oh holy shit what's up dude how you doing like yeah. you know i just yeah. i kind of like you just have a sharpie a and a bit. hat and just lean back and go, Sign dude back yeah <laughs> yeah i don't even do that either i just i actually want to like kind of talk to i would start leaving people. you should you literally should start leaving a lightning hat in the middle see to just yeah, do that and then yeah. if you ever pick them up they're like oh you're like man you're like yeah dude you do now you might as well you've done it it's it three times so the odds that it happens again are pretty high yeah i i definitely am always on my toes for i have no idea who hops in my car at any given time and that's part of the whole like understanding different perspective things is that you really never know who you're talking to so and... no no crazy story no no drunk bitches screaming hollering i mean bro yeah no ex-boyfriends We've had some interesting drunk bitch stories. There's no doubt about that. That's what I'm talking. Like, that's some crazy. I mean, give me one. Give me one. They, There's got to be one that get, sticks out. Some of them get flirty every now and then. Um, a there lot of the time that I was Ubering, I have had a girlfriend though. So like uh, probably two of the three years that I've been Ubering, I've had a girlfriend. So, so you've I never was gone, always like, you never gone home with a ride. You gotta let me finish. You gotta there let go, me finish. baby. Is what we're talking about. Oh my god. So um. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> after my whole life, right, Every you Friday know, night. 
I spent out. my whole life being like almost a chaser in terms of like right. You know, a lot of guys as are, most men are, you know, yeah. right? Like yeah. you just chase, right? And I, I really, especially during the time when I had a girlfriend, I would really enjoy almost the act of like turning them away when because most women don't really like when they they know their value right they know that they're fucking gorgeous or whatever and when they come on to somebody they expect you to give in to do whatever they want and i i think it almost kind of felt nice to be able to like actively reject them because it would give me like this power that i've never had before (laughs) where but i will say there there was a time where i um was taking a group of people from near where i live to the ritz obviously and i we I immediately saw the pashminas. I knew what the, I knew what was going on. Like we started talking it up, and then I ended up talking to one of them for like four months. And you know, it, it it's it's kind of crazy how how yeah. that shit goes. And I mean, even if it never turned out into anything like serious or long term, like just the fact that that even happens mm-hmm. out of pure coincidence is just nuts to me. And you know, if I was five minutes away down the street, maybe I don't get that ride and it's all just so time and place and like i really you know i've said it over and over again over the years but like the universe you know the, that's the fucking universe putting me in this particular position right. and then i get matched up with somebody who has very strongly the same interests of me and then i've met and raged with probably like 15 people that i've had as my uber riders i've met up with them at some point at, at a festival shit is just it's it's awesome it's awesome to me and it like it's one of those things where I'm playing some some grimy shit when they hop in the car and they just know. There's mm-hmm. there's there's absolutely nothing that needs to be said. They know, and it's an immediate like way to connect. And um, you know, even recently, like I had somebody in my car, and I didn't even know who they were. And you know, there's connections that get made, and I'm like, oh, I know you already from this person or this person. And it's like, oh, I know who you are, but I it's so dark I can't even see their faces half yeah. the time when I'm driving. So, you know, now I just, I just keep building up, like whether it's from festivals or from rides, like I keep stacking up these really fucking awesome people in my life and it's, it really fulfills me, bro. Yeah. 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 I bet. I bet. That's uh, it's always great meeting people. So I have an idea for you. I'll share it after this. I won't, I won't share it on, on, you know, on the podcast. I got a funny okay. idea for you. Okay. No, 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 no nothing imagine. crazy. Nothing crazy. This is a funny idea. Um, well, I got one more question for you. Sure. I'd love to have you on talking about Uber and the crazy stories, but, um, yeah, I asked yeah. every guest this. Um, and so how are you, how do you live yourself every day? Well, I think living for myself every day is, is, you know, I don't necessarily have it as a set in stone motto the way that you do, but I certainly think about it informally that way in so many different times of my life where, like I said earlier, I never live for anybody else's expectations. I live for myself knowing that my entire life falls on my shoulders and, and my own motivation. No one's going to tell me to get out there and work mm-hmm. every day like nobody does. I have to, you know, stop what I'm doing, make it a point to get out there. And I always have to, like, kind of mentally prepare myself that day where if I know that I'm working and then, like, somebody hits me up with plans or something, I have to, like, stick to my guns and be like, I'm sorry, I just fucking can't, even though there's nobody making me come in. Like, it's just one of those things where I'm very fortunate to have almost the entire control of my life in my hands, and and everything I do is me living for myself, like everything I do. So it, it, you know, 
having me on your podcast, if that's your motto, is just like perfectly hand in hand because I am so able to live for myself every day that it allows me to have so much more to give to all the people in my life because I can be there for them in a hundred different ways because I have already like watered my own plant, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I always try to do that actively and never stop doing that. And if I, if I recognize a problem that needs to be fixed, like I'm not just going to let it fester. Um, so I really am pr- I'm proud of where I'm at right now. And it allows me to be there for so many of my friends who have given me a lot like i never want to let them forget what they gave me you know i'll always fucking reciprocate that so living for myself every day allows me to really really flourish a lot of connections with my people so they keep me going it's beautiful i think there's definitely you know i i read a quote recently where people think that with discipline you're not free but the the reverse is true with discipline comes freedom because discipline frees me your freedom is in that discipline of knowing the things you have to do and then knowing exactly when you can go have fun and not care not have to worry like there is a certain level and obviously you example that discipline portion to a t is of like i know i gotta work these days but i also know that when I'm off, I'm off, man. I don't gotta do anything. And, yeah, and, and I don't have to and, do shit. And you know, you could have the discipline to say, I'm gonna work two and a half weeks straight because I know I'm gonna take off two days after. But I know for those two days after, I don't have to worry yeah. about anything. So it's, but that discipline is, it in, you know, discipline is something very hard to manifest and actually activate and do i mean i struggle with discipline on you know it's not i can easy no and me, it's, bro. it's yeah. not easy and that but that's what builds i mean that's the same thing with the gym the same thing with your job like all yeah. that stuff it all comes down to the discipline portion and man it's once something it's a very powerful tool i mean motivation is one thing motivation starts gets you started yeah but that discipline is what keeps you going so yeah for sure i think that's awesome man hey i appreciate you coming on this is awesome this is super fun i hope you had a good time Dude. Yes, um we I were we were cracking the jokes there toward the end here but <laughs> well, well next yeah, time we'll dude. have them early man we'll have them ready early yeah but no i appreciate you coming on taking some time out of your night um and yeah, doing absolutely. this so meant a lot great to meet you tell everybody where they can follow you if, you, if you'd like or i'll put it in the, the yeah. caption but yeah so my last name is d'onofrio it's pronounced that way um all my handles though i just kind of have a play on my last name where my handles are donofritos even though that's not how you pronounce my last name it's it's just kind of a play on words there, and um, I, you know, from Twitter to Instagram to Xbox Gamer Tag. Those so are what my, is the t- handle? D O N O Fritos. Okay, there like, you go. That, that's it. Um, so yeah, I always love to uh, meet new people, especially meet new ravers, and um, I'm always like here for anybody who needs me, even if I don't fucking know you. So, it's it's really cool to. I'm I'm just really happy to be able to live the life that I want to live and I never want to like let anyone's outside perspective of my life like change how I live it because that's already kind of happened a lot and I'm Mm -hmm. really just if anything doubled down on continuing to do what I know makes me happy instead of like trying to succumb to other people's thoughts of how I should live my fucking life yeah if you do you and you live yourself happily and you're not living yourself in like a cunty way to other people all <laughs> yeah, everything falls yeah, into place man everything yeah. falls well I mean because like I, I I always say this I've emphasized this on podcasts but like 
yes, the theme is live yourself every day, but my the theme of mine isn't live yourself every day and be a dick about it. You know what I mean? Like oh, you yeah. can be oh, nice yeah. and still do you and and recipient. Just anyways, that's all I, I like to emphasize that. Cause some people are like, yeah, I need to be more about me, and then they take that and they're like selfish as fuck. No, that's not what I mean at all. You know, like yeah. you can be yourself and be kind. And no, I um, really do super like important. you know your quote because I do live such a different life than a lot of people at the age of 26 like mm-hmm. there's just there's so many people that are out trying to establish a career and do things that they're working towards long term and i i love to see everybody just like doing their thing like working hard but you know i i'm an enigma in many ways and i know that and there's a lot of people who who have questions about how i live my life and there's a lot of people who don't fully understand it at all until i until i start to explain it to them so i mean i just hope that i can maybe change some thoughts about what really matters in life and like maybe inspire a couple people here and there to just do some cool shit that might be out of their comfort zone because that's really how you grow is just getting out of your comfort zone and trying something that might make you a little jittery or something like that like i've dude i've never even been a podcast guest before despite you know my major and everything i've never been a guest on someone's podcast let alone like on video for an hour straight but it it felt like almost natural and i'm happy that i decided like you know when you when you were looking for people in person to come on this podcast i was like you know what i think this would be a cool thing i think this would be a cool thing to do like you seemed like a cool guy i'd followed you for a long time Mm -hmm. and you know you're you're in the area you're not far away from me at all so I'm I'm glad that I did this, and I definitely appreciate you having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Uh, we are going to end the show. Yeah. Follow him. Zach DeFree. Uh, what? Your handle again? Yeah, Don, one more time. Donna I'm so sorry. Fritos. Donna Fritos. Donna Fritos. Yes. I apologize. I didn't yes. want to butcher it. All right, buddy. Yes. Peace. Peace. See you guys.